Hey everybody. So today I'm going to be talking about the board game Acquire because it's a really interesting strategy game about trading stocks and I'm going to play it tonight. Uh, I have some plans and I've never really understood the strategy and so I'd really like to kind of delve more deeply into how it's played and um, what players should do to try to I guess win the game. Um, so the point of the game is that you're like all hotel hotel moguls. It's uh, two to six players and you're basically creating hotel chains, buying stocks in them, and then merging them underneath other chains. And you acquire money when you're the majority shareholder in a chain that goes under. And it's really interesting because it's like played on a 12 by 9 board um, and you just draw random tiles out of a bag you have a hand of like six tiles I think and there's a lot of luck involved in what tiles you get because that kind of controls um, what chains you're able to merge or found um, and it it just gives the game like another element of um, luck that always messes up my strategy because like the optimal game the optimal strategy in this game would just to be to draw all the perfect tiles but obviously it's random so you can't control what tiles you're gaining um so i guess i'm i'm just going to get right into it every player starts out with $6000 in like um a combination of 1000s and um 500s and 100s and um you start out with six tiles and the way a hotel is founded is um by two adjacent tiles like there's starts out with some tiles on the board and if you play a tile that um, is adjacent to another tile so it creates a chain of two um, you get to pick which hotel you found and the interesting part about founding hotels is that they're they all have different values there's um three or two um, cheaper hotels three hotels that are kind of medium priced and then two expensive hotels and all the players have this card it's called the acquire information card and it's like a little matrix um, with the different hotels and how much their stock costs depending on how many tiles are connected because once a player founds a hotel um, then any tile that's played adjacent to those hotels um, kind of adds on to it and increases the value of the stocks and so it's really beneficial to buy stocks in a hotel when it has less tiles um, just because it's cheaper and then as more tiles are played onto that hotel you kind of uh, accumulate your your value or your equity in the hotel and then when two hotels are like next to each other and somebody plays a tile that's connected to both of them it's called a merger and um, then the larger hotel or if they're tied the player gets to pick um, the larger hotel will consume the smaller hotel and everybody who has stocks in the smaller hotel will get some compensation and this is where it's really important um, in the early game to have a majority share in like some hotels that go under which is kind of counterintuitive because you'd think if you have stocks in the bigger hotels at the start of the game you'll be better off but actually you need like cash flow right away because six thousand dollars isn't a ton of money so you need to ensure that you have some stock in um, smaller hotels so that when they get merged you actually have some money for the rest of the game um, often players can just get like screwed over right at the start because they never have stock in hotels that go under and then they run out of money and then they just sit there like playing tiles making other people's hotels larger uh, because they can't buy any stock 
because like each each round or each time it's your turn, you play a tile, you get to buy three stocks of any of the hotels that are on the board like at the moment because when the hotels get merged under, they go off the board, like you take the tile off the board for that hotel and then somebody else will found them later. Um, and I was just kind of reading online about some strategies people had and one that I thought was really interesting was people are saying uh, the hotels in the middle of the board are more likely to get merged under. And I think that's kind of a risky proposition because A, you could you could invest a lot of money in those hotels and then they could go under and then you could get a, a lot of money back for your investment. Um, because when a hotel goes under, there's like a majority holders bonus, which is a lot of money. And then there's a second majority holders bonus for the person who came in second with the most stocks. And that's half of the half of the first one. And then everybody else with leftover stocks either gets to sell it back at what the hotel was worth. And that can be worth it if you invested in the hotel when it was really small and it grew a lot over time before it got merged under. And sometimes you can sell your stock back for like four or five times the price that you bought it for. Or also there's an option to trade the stocks in two for one. And that's worth it when um, both of the hotels were kind of big and now the one that won is going to be massive because um, then you can save a lot of money and time during your turns because you're kind of getting stocks um, out of turn for free and you just trade them in two for one. You just have to make sure that like the values add up. Like you don't, you don't want to sell stock that you bought for like 600 and trade it in like two for one for a stock that's now going to be worth like 800 because um, you could get a lot of money back. Um, or you can just hold the stock. And this is kind of useful at the start of the game um, because you're pretty much guaranteed that the hotel is going to come back. Like often like one or two hotels will found at the start of the game. Maybe they're in the corners um, or they get a, they win a couple mergers early on and then they'll just be the dominant hotels for the whole game. And the people who have the majority in those stocks aren't going to get any cash until the very end of the game. Um, like during, during like the wrap up phase where you're just totaling everybody's money. And, I never know if I should be investing in those chains or not because you don't have any liquidity during the game when you like need to be buying more stocks. Uh, you just kind of have to hope that the amount of money you're going to get at the end will be worth it. And usually I don't think it is. I think the people that do really well are people that have like second or are like pretty high up in the biggest stocks. Maybe they have second place, but then they get a lot of money from in-game mergers. Like... I think a, a good amount of money to shoot for at the end of the game is like 50,000. And the majority holders bonus for like the biggest chain is really only 12,000. Um, probably a little less, but, um, I think it's useful to have some interest in the small chains that get merged at the start. And then I don't know whether or not I should hold the stocks because as I've said, it's useful to have money while you're playing the game. And so when you, when you like sell the stocks right off the bat after your first chain goes under, um, you just have a little more um, buying power. And another useful thing is you can just like wait out your opponents. Like if they don't have any money and you control a merger that they need, you can just kind of sit if you have the money to be buying stocks. Um, even if you have interest in the merger, it might be worth it just for you to get get a leg up on your opponents because the big limiting factor is like how many turns you take because you can only buy three stocks per turn. And so number one, that's why the two for one trades are sometimes a really good deal because you don't have to worry about like the turn cycle. 
Um, and then there's also this founding bonus and it's pretty much just luck, but every time you found a chain, you get a free, a free one of that stock if it's available. I've, n I've never had a case where it's not available, but I guess that could be if everybody just kept their stock <laughs> and then the, a chain just got like founded and merged over and over again. That would be kind of interesting. But the strategy that I was reading about, about, um, having hotels in the middle of the board being the most accessible to mergers, I'm not really sure I agree with because if they eat up a lot of chains right at the start, then you could have invested a lot of money in a, in a hotel that's not going to be merged under. Because the hotels on the side, they don't have any opportunity for expansion. But I, I guess, so like, you know, they'll stay smaller longer and then they might get merged. But I guess it is it is true that there's like more ways to merge the hotels in the middle. Um and one thing you're really trying to do in this game is you're just trying to give your, the tiles that you do have, you're trying to like make opportunities for them to be useful because it's, you really have no control over what you're going to draw from the bag. But if you have two tiles that are in like a similar location, you might be better off to play one of them because somebody else will play off of it and then it will make your, your second tile more useful. And so I'm just looking at some tips online. Um, and this one says, be aware of how much stock is available and how much each person has. Only acquire enough to be the majority shareholder. Anything more is wasted money. And I think I agree with that because I believe there's only, what, 23 of each stock? 5, 10, 15, 20, oh, 25. Oh, 25. So 13 is the majority. If you have 13 stock in any one hotel then you're guaranteed to have a majority. And that strategy makes sense because you don't want to be investing in a hotel that you already have a majority in. So if you can keep track of what everybody else buys, because it's just, it's public, they have to like tell everybody what they want at, um, during their turn. Um, then you can make sure that you're not, you're not wasting money because you could be buying other stocks that will give you some diversification in case those hotels go under as well. Um, and it's pretty interesting because as you go around the board, like p two people might be in a race for the majority in a hotel, except for one person is always like a turn ahead of the other. Um, so like as if you're like four, four stocks ahead of somebody and then they buy three, you're still one ahead and then it's your turn next, then you can get three more <laughs> and they can like never catch up to you until you get to the max or they run out of stocks. A common thing that happens is the chains will just run out of stock if you have like a, a game with a lot of people. Okay, I'm not so sure about this strategy. This person says, buy tons of stock in non-existent cheap companies early. It will come in handy at some point. And I wonder if they haven't been playing right or they've just been playing. You can buy any company right off the bat because you, you can only buy a company if it's been founded. But maybe they just mean if somebody founds a small company and nobody's really worrying about it, you should still invest in it. Um, and that is one thing I like to do is buy cheap stocks at the start because it just ensures you'll have your money for a little bit longer because the cheap ones when they only have two tiles are $200, the medium ones are 300 and the expensive ones are 400 But I was thinking about doing some math just to check out how long you could buy each of the stocks. Okay, so if you were going to just buy only the cheapest stock and the tiles just stayed at two, the whole time you were buying it, you'd be able to buy 30 Then the medium one, you'd be able to buy 20 of it. And the smallest, the most expensive one, you'd be able to buy 15 of it. And I think it's interesting if you could ensure that 
your expensive hotel was going to be merged under right away. I mean, I think it would probably be worth it just for you to invest all in the expensive one and ensure that you had the majority because then you'd get the most money when it was merged under. I think the obvious flaws in this logic is that A, you're not able to ensure that it will be merged under. B, you can't really guarantee that you're going to have the majority. I guess unless you get the founder's bonus um, and then you can just buy three every turn. Um, and then C, you also want to maintain like a kind of the same level of cash as the other people because everybody's like kind of vying for first place in different stocks. Um, and so it's nice to like kind of diversify. So every time there's a merger, you're kind of getting something out of it. Like if there's two or three mergers in a row where you don't have any interest in them, um, or really even where you're not gaining cash from them, it's going to hurt you because the other people are going to have a lot more money and then they're going to hold off on the mergers for a lot longer. Um, it is nice to have interest in the larger company and just see your stock shoot up in value a lot. But at the start of the game, that's not helpful at all because you really need cash to stay in it. And then there's another tip on here that says target the leader. If someone is winning, you can take them out by focusing on one of their majorities while another player vies for another. With three cards a turn, they can't win both battles as long as you both start before you are both broke. Um, this one might be a little more advanced because when I, when I play with people, everybody's just kind of looking out for themselves. Maybe this is, uh, getting a little bit into collusion, <laughs> collusion. Cause you know, it'd be kind of lame if you're sitting at the game table and everybody's like, Oh yeah, let's team up on, on Anthony. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that strategy because a, it makes sense, but you kind of, it'd have to be a pretty, um, aggressive aggressive group for everybody to be cool with that strategy. Um, this one says always invest in the smaller hotels, factoring in board position and state. And so hmm, always, and that's a, that's a pretty strong, that's some pretty strong advice. Always invest in the smaller hotels. So state I would assume means, um, what size the hotel is, how close it is to being merged and, um, what, who else is investing in it? Like you don't want to, if two people already have the majorities, um, and they're like pretty much clinched or, you know, it's like eight and nine and you have zero, like you're never going to catch up to them. They're not going to let you catch up to them. Um, and so it's really not worth it unless you like desperately need the cash and you know, it's going to go under soon. Um, either cause they also need the cash and they're going to merge it or it's just really close to being merged with another big hotel. And then I guess board position, they're probably talking about the middle, um, or something that's something that's close. Um, but what I kind of like doing is investing in the medium hotels at the start because you can, you can keep buying them for a little bit longer than the large hotels with a little bit less risk of being broke, but you just get a little bit more money out of them. I don't know if the the money is actually worth it. Um, I mean, I guess it's all, it's all scaled by like a factor of 10, the prizes. So it must be worth it. Um, but I don't know how much of a difference it makes difference it makes, but you know, I'm actually going to play the game, um, pretty soon. And so I'm just going to try out some of these strategies. I'm going to start with medium hotels. I'm going to try to buy hotels that are in the middle. Um, and I'm going to see if I can 
help myself make some mergers. Um, hopefully get some founding tiles off the bat because that will be helpful. Um, and maybe next episode I'll update you guys about what strategies worked. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>